Hello and welcome to Point of View, where we give students a place to listen, learn, and lean in. I'm your host, Grace Yang, and today we'll be talking to students who create music through producing and composing. Hi, my name is Revan. I am a senior and I produce music under the LIS CYXH or 6. Uh, I produce a lot of different genres of music. Uh, I guess the most easiest one to produce is lo-fi since that's pretty minimal. Uh, there's some EDM music in there as well. I listen to way too much EDM, so that obviously gives influences. And yeah. To produce my music, I use FL Studio, which is a DAW or digital audio workspace that's pretty popular now. So this is pretty cringe, but Charlie Puth is probably the best representation of how music, or I at least how I create music. It's usually because I'm inspired by a certain melody or sound effect or just some technique that another person uses. And a lot of my songs are usually built off of one sort of riff or melody or effect that I've used. And starting from that one thing, you just build it out and make it a full song. And I also use Serum, which is this synthesizer creator. In my process, I use synths. And synths are essentially, uh, they're short for synthesizer. And they're electronic devices that create sound in certain ways. Serum, which I use, is probably the most general one. It allows you to specifically control the shape of the sound waves themselves. So it's probably the most specific you can get in a synthesizer. Other ones are more general. Probably if you go to like the music store, you can buy like a physical synthesizer that has a bunch of presets. And a lot of people use those as well. You've probably seen synths used in like almost every electronic music. I guess the best, best explanation or like visualization of them is with launch pads. Uh, Sean Wasabi uses them, I know. Uh, so does Cascobi and some other people. But you can essentially load those synths into a device called a launch pad, which is like an 8x8 square, and it has uh, buttons on it. And then pressing each button will play a different sound according to what the synth tells it to play. My favorite song is probably Sunrays. It's a recent song that I produced that's a lot more simpler than most songs that I usually produce, but it's in the genre of Kawaii Future Bass. Future Bass is this subgenre of EDM, uh, electronic dance music, and Future Bass is normally known for a lot more bouncier but darker tones. Uh, add the Kawaii to it, which is Japanese for acute, and it essentially becomes a lot more bubblier, happier. There's some chiptune noises, video game noises in there as well. And yeah. So I built Sunrays around side the concept of sidechains. And essentially what sidechains are is you can kill the volume at certain points, small points in the music, and they help emphasize certain strong beats. And the strong beats have kick drums in them. And it turns it from a constant drone of just piano notes to an actual decent sounding rhythm. and I built the chords around that. I layered a bunch of different synths on them. Um, layering is essentially having a lot of different synths and sounds play the same notes, so it, the sound sounds fuller. And once I was done with those chords, I added a bass line, also with layering, and also with those sidechains. And because 
because I already knew where most of the percussion was going to be, because of the emphasis on the strong notes, because of the side chains, the chorus pretty much was already complete then. And since this section of the chorus was a lot more, I guess, bouncier, and it had a lot more, a lot more cuts in it, I guess you could say, the next section of the chorus was introduced by this like little break that uses a bunch of video game noises, and that was also a pretty large inspiration for the song. And the yeah, the second part of the chorus is a lot more fuller. I got rid of the sidechains for that second part, added a lot more reverb, which is essentially just like how ringy the sound in general becomes. And with that, the chorus was basically done. Uh, and I just added some verses into it, really. The chord progression stayed mostly the same. Uh, probably not a good idea in hindsight. So I originally started doing something like producing, which I guess it started with playing instruments first, obviously. And then somewhere in middle school, I started transcribing music, which means to essentially copy down sheet music of songs that already exist, uh, mostly for EDM, because obviously for classical songs, the sheet music is probably already out there. And once I got into transcribing, I transcribed on a program called MuseScore, and it's the super popular composing software and I tried my hand at composing a bit, but then realized that I was kind of getting restricted by the instruments and sounds that I had access to. I use a lot of the sort of, there's a drop-down menu in MuseScore that allows you to choose synths, but there's not that many of them. And that essentially led to a transition to FL Studio and Ableton. I'm still learning Ableton, so I'm much more familiar with FL Studio right now. But also, if you're just starting, don't scrap anything. You can always turn, like, I guess you can always turn these sort of melodies that you hate or like think that they can't turn out to be a full song. And if you just work on them, then you can always make something sound good. It's not like, it's not really like composing where you have these individual instruments and then you have to make them sound good. You can literally just edit the instruments themselves to make it sound better. <laughs> So uh, my name is Zooming Fan, and I am a junior from Northville High School. Um, when I started composing, I I was composing those um, pop musics, but like after that, I transformed my music style into more like what so-called classical musics. But in, in in fact, like my style is more like uh, more like contemporary and uh, post-romantic. The reason that I change from um, pop music to the classical music it's mainly because um, you know that I was being tired of the the pop music pro chord progressions you know those American musics they have those four chords repeating and I just don't like it so I changed to more like composing the like Japanese pops Japanese style pop music or like Chinese style pop music where they have a lot more uh, variations in chords and melodies.
and uh, from there, I I I start to learn that um the 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 composing techniques for those two for like especially Japanese pop music, a lot of the techniques of it are from the classical music. So I, then I start to like say why not just composing try to compose some classical music then I try to then I start with classical music and stick with it for now. So usually um, my pieces start with an inspiration. Every time I have a inspirations, for example, a chord progression or like a melody, I will quickly record it down or either singing it or like just using computer to write it out on, on the line paper. And uh, after that, when, when I go back to home or when I have time, I will organize all those thoughts together and see whether some, some thoughts are good thoughts or some thoughts can be used later. And uh, after that, I will pick, pick like a thought as the theme for one of my piece and start to variation, do variation and do progressions from, the, from that theme. So basically a chord progression is, is a change in the sound effect within a certain piece. So for example, um, let's, let's say the, um, the, the Mozart um, minuet. So the, in the first phrase, da, 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 that's the first chord, and da, 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 that's the second chord. So that, that, that progression from the first chord to the second chord, we call it as the chord progression. But it also happens in pop music too. So when I do composition, I really prefer a piano beside me. That way I can quickly know how my melodies or my chords sounds like. But besides only using piano, I will also use, use a orchestra setup when I do the actual composing. So that may include uh, woodwinds, brasses, and the strings. <laughs> Sometimes uh, also vocals, but I haven't started to uh, try an actual piece on vocal yet. I will do that in the future. So the most recent piece that I composed is the piece for commissioned by um, Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. This is the first major commission that I have received. And uh, I actually want to actually show, show my best or like my currently best to them and to the public. I tried to mix the jazz styled chord with those classical styled music. Uh, I get inspiration, especially the jazz part, from the composer called Kapustin. Um, so his musics are like those jazzy sounds chords, but with really cl classical type of writing style. So I, I try to use some jazz chord, but with those classical techniques, such as um, part writing uh, to write the actual music. When you st uh, stack several lines of melodies together, if you use part writing, you will make the, the melodies uh, sounds better. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the techniques I use and uh, many other classical techniques, such as the um, the sonata form, like, you know, sonata form is you have a opening which, which portrays your theme and you have a progression progression part that which develops your theme. You have a third part which re-shown re your theme again and, to and towards to an end. 
So the piece I am comp currently composing, because they commissioned me as need to, as I need to compose for a season, so I choose as spring. And uh, when I compose this piece, I want to show the 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 flourishing of the spring and the um and the slow part of the spring. Like you know, spring is a season of flowers, you know, that kind of stuff. So I named I named this piece as um, ecstasy and the spring, which at the beginning of the piece I used chords to show the flourishing of the spring with really jazzy chords. So after that jazzy section, I quickly changed the the style of the music into more like a classical style and classical chords. And uh, that's basically the two themes that I portrayed, which is the theme of the ecstasy and the theme of spring. That's the two theme I portrayed at the beginning. So that's how I start the piece. How do I start composing? So it started with a really simple, simple idea that um, I saw videos in on the website that people compose music, and I was like, yeah, I, I also know music. I know music theory. Why not just try it a little bit? So the first ever piece I composed is a. From now, I I see it as a really silly piece, but I I still see that as one of my um, stepstones in music composition. It's a piece that I use um, musical programs, not even writing in lines yet, but using musical programs to create, to stack a lot of lines of music together and form a triangle. The Which beginning the instrumentation are like single instrument and that two instruments, that three instruments. Then at, at the climax, there's a lot of instruments. Then go back down with, go back to one instrument. That's the first piece I ever composed. When I compo started composing music, I do not think about music theory at all. And I just composing whatever I want. And after that, I will use music theory to enhance my composition and make it better, make it, make it as what I actually want it sounded like. I have, I have been playing an instrument for over 12 years. So when, you, when I play a piece, you, I, I'm not only playing the piece, but like, actually analysis in the piece that seeing how the piece sounds like and why does this part sounds good and how should I play this part um, better and um, the, and the, the theoretical part I learn music the theoretical part of the music theory online uh, or and also teach by teachers so my advice for new composers is that don't consider about music theory when you're first composing. Just compose whatever you want to compose it. And, uh, and start with there, you will be a better composer. This concludes this episode of Point of View. Thank you so much for listening. For a transcript of this episode, head to the Point of View tab on our website, nhsmessenger.org, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NHS Point of View for updates and new episodes. I'm your host, Grace Yang, and this has been Point of View.